episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Rudy's Vintage Clothing Store. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the place to be for Seinfeld fans. This episode 37, in this episode we talked to Stephanie Kennedy. Stephanie was the costume supervisor on Seinfeld from seasons five through season nine. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Also Instagram at This Thirsty. And check out our YouTube channel. Thanks again. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 37. Welcome to This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty. This is episode 37. This is the place to be for Seinfeld fans. We all know Seinfeld's the greatest sitcom of all time, and it's really because of everyone involved. Uh, you know, guest stars, uh, obviously the main four, the writers, the production team, which uh, leads us to today's guest. She was the costume supervisor on Seinfeld from 93 to 98, seasons five through seasons nine. She was involved with making the characters look great and dressing them and all the, um, you know, the puffy shirt, the sniffing accountant sweater, we'll get to all it, the Gore-Tex jacket, I mean, you name it, she had a hand in it. Uh, One of the reasons why the show was so great and we're really excited to talk to her today. Uh, Stephanie Kennedy, welcome. Thanks guys, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) We are so excited to have you here, Steph. Um, So, how did it all come about? I mean, a costume design, right? Like, how did you become a costume designer? Oh, wow. And then how did you <laughs> come to this hit show, you know, season five, right, 1993? Tell us a little bit about your background and how the whole opportunity came about. You know, it's funny because now that I started this, you know, Seinfeld backstage page, people are asking me questions. So I've had to think about this because I, you know. <laughs> Sometimes things in life do just happen and you don't really think about how it all happened. You know what I mean? Sure. So um, I actually, my dad was in the business. So I grew up in the business. You know, he was a film editor and he did big comedies. So he did Mr. Mom. He did Airplane. Oh, wow. And so I grew up, you know, just hanging out at the studios, hanging out in the cutting room. I always say I grew up like on the cutting room floor, you know? And I had my own splicing little machine and I knew how to like run the, you know, turn the, you know, wheels and the film cans and the old school way. Anyway, so um, that was just a world that I was familiar with. Also, I liked clothes. So I just kind of put those two things together and yada, yada, you know, (laughs) and I live in LA, I grew up in LA. And so you have a lot of opportunities to kind of work in commercials or, you know, if you can, if you can hustle a bit, you know, and, and use contacts or, you know, get your foot in the door. You know, my dad didn't help me get any jobs, but once, you know, once I could get my foot in the door with a contact or two, you have to work to kind of, you know, you have to work hard to, to, to keep it there. For that, I didn't go, um, I didn't go to, you know, costume design school or anything like that or film school or anything. I'm sure it's harder now, maybe, but now that, you know, actually I was thinking now that there's so many indie, you know, so many different ways to make movies and, and, you know, people, you could put, make a movie and put it on YouTube or make a movie, you know, now there's so many outlets for things. It used to just be in the nineties, it was 
you know, network TV and movies in the movie theaters. So did you, did you, 1993, right? Yeah. Did you, was it like an interview process? Like, did you have to meet Larry and Jerry? Like, can you tell us like how that, how that actually came about? I um, I met, Jer I was doing commercials um, and that's how far I had made it. I, I had, was doing commercials and like magazines and commercials and smaller stuff really. Um, and I met Jerry on an American Express commercial. Huh. And um, he had his own person. He had Charmaine Simmons, who was the Seinfeld costume designer she was there just to do his suits and do his stuff. And then I got hired to do the other people, like the, you know, the background people and the people that he was interacting with in the commercials. So, um, so the three of us met, and, you know, when you do commercials, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're on a set a long time, you're on the set all day, and, and there's a lot of downtime when they're setting up the next shot. So I got to know them pretty well. And, um, you know, uh, I think her right-hand person was going off, was leaving to go do a movie and so by the end of this whole, you know, week of doing the, some Amex commercials, um, they took me aside and, and just wanted to have another meeting with me. And that's kind of how it started. So they saw me work. And they saw how hard I worked uh, with them on the American Express commercials. And then they offered me a job. It was great. Wow. So, so you, you, is it safe to assume you were a fan of the show at that point before getting hired? Or, or yeah. I mean, it was, you know, four seasons in, it was wasn't quite at its, it was basically hitting its peak in our mind, you know, season three is one of the best, but, but yeah. by, by season four and five, it was just about to hit its peak. So I'm assuming you were a fan or? You know, it's funny, you're the first person that's asked me that question uh, since I started the Seinfeld, uh, my Seinfeld backstage. Um, I wasn't a huge, I mean, I used to see Jerry around, it's funny, I used to see him around like at, you know, Jerry's Deli or I'd see him at California Pizza Kitchen. I used to see him around before he had the show, like around right. LA like having a meal here and there. Um, and I liked him because I'd seen him on Carson. And so I really, really liked him, his comedy. I thought he was really special and I still do. And I really um, enjoyed, you know, his kind of sensibility. I thought it was like super fresh and funny. And I love comedy because I kind of grew up with comedy. And, but I wasn't a huge TV person, you know? And so I, I'd seen the show and I knew it was getting really, you know, I knew it was getting really popular and everything. So I was really, really grateful and happy and excited to work on it. But I um, was also a little bit terrified because I'd never done a huge, a huge show like that. Okay, I just, I had worked on a show. I'd worked on Golden Girls and Empty Nest. So I did work as a day, like a helper. Because, mm. you know, I would come on the days that they were filming and work backstage but I didn't shop for the show. I had nothing to do. I would work in the costume department, wardrobe department, but I didn't have anything to do with selecting any wardrobe or anything like that. I worked directly with the actors, helping them get dressed and everything. Like I dressed B. Arthur for some of her episodes, um, but- I was always a Blanche guy. You were Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a Blanche guy. You look like a Blanche guy, um, but I didn't have any experience like shopping for a sitcom and the kind of pacing, I mean, commercials are pretty fast, but the pacing that a, that a sitcom show like Seinfeld with a, a sh shooting a, a show a week is a hectic schedule. And it was just Charmaine and me. And, you know, honestly, she, she lassoed me in and we hit the ground running day one and we were, you know, you know, we yeah, I mean, hard. you you came in at season five, and just yeah. going through some of those episodes, they threw you right into the fire, if you will, for especially for, you know, what your 
what your duties were. I mean, you had to find the puffy shirt. You had to, you know, the glasses that, that uh, I don't know if you did this, but the glasses, the women's frames or the sniffing accountant sweater. And we'll get to all this, but I'm just kind of getting, you know, setting the stage that you, you came into a, a, a machine, it sounds like, and you were kind of thrown into it as far as like, you know, and they were rocking and rolling by season five for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Well, um, we hit the ground running with the mango. That was season one. Yes. I mean, season yellow five. shirt, yellow shirt matched the, the yellow of the mango, right? <laughs> yes. Did you ask me about that shirt? About the no. mango colored shirt? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's why it was a mango colored shirt, right? To kind of tie it in. You know, I, I watched that show recently just to kind of, you know, I'm watching them again to kind of refresh my memory so I can right. have some answers for some of these questions. <laughs> right. and, um, I don't even I don't even know if that was subconscious or intentional that those guys never gave us very rarely and that's what was it was a specific item like the puppy shirt or the puppy jacket they didn't give us like a lot of input like you have to put them in this or that they you know they had you know writing to do and other things that they were working on so they kind of trusted us to kind of get the right thing I don't really I think that's a coincidence I really don't think that was intentional a mango color shirt for you do he reuses that shirt he uses the yellow shirt quite often yeah there's a lot of reuse a couple of reuse so so speak speaking of the mango stephanie we're having a little fun here we're gonna we're gonna pull up some photos okay you just want to get your unfiltered like reaction to it like and and thought process between some of these it's not going to be the obvious one maybe but uh let me know if you guys can see my screen. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Queens College this, this is your first. This is your first episode, right? Oh yeah. Um. So what 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 do you think about this scene right here and and these outfits? It's so good. First I love the belt. All, yeah. <laughs> the well, I that's my question. You know, Queens College. Did he Jerry want that there. or? Yeah. Okay, so he yeah. went there. Yeah, right. He went there, yeah. So he wanted that. And they sent us, they sent us a box of gear because they loved him and they were so excited, you know? And so they sent us a box of gear and he, I think we have a, we had a hoodie for him and a pullover you'll see in another episode and that, that short sleeve t-shirt. And I'm sure they sent us, you know, caps and socks and whatever other gear they made, but um, they were so excited and happy to put, um, to, to, for us to put some of that stuff on TV. Um, and you know, he was all too happy to wear it. That was really nice. And, and, yeah. and then George, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so when I started in season five, you know, all four of them, the main cast members were already established. So they had a closet full of clothes when I started. I mean, I didn't get there and, you know, I have to fill a closet. And so I'm sure some of these episodes they were just wearing stuff that they had in their closet they had closets just like you and I have closets and we reused clothes just like we wear clothes over again so you know I mean you'll see I mean for example like George's some of his coats and all of their uh, outerwear you'll see again and again because that's, that's how people yeah. live and it would be weird if every episode they were wearing like brand new clothes because these that's not who these people are they're not out buying you know brand new clothes every week it's funny you mention that i think it's i'm going to go to the next one this is obviously a famous sweater and yeah. this was you but well essentially this was used 
I'm sure you know this, right? Yeah. On a different on a different character in a season prior, right? Yes. You know what's really yeah, weird? Yeah, the boyfriend, also, right? The, that, uh, Mrs. Okay, Sokol's that, daughter. Yeah. It's really weird because that when I started, and this is like, I mean, we're going backwards, right? This is 30 years ago almost. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that we had a section for Jerry, section for Jason, section for you know or a section for Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer. We had the them in the main wardrobe room. And then we had this, like, just these spare clothes that were just, like, up for grabs, like, if we were doing a fitting and we needed something for somebody or if, if an extra came in and we needed, and they were wearing, like, bright red and we needed to put them in something more subdued. So this was on. When I started, this sweater was in that rack, that line of extra clothing. So it's really... Funny, I had I didn't know anything that about having used that sweater ever previously on Seinfeld. So when that got used on Michael, which is so perfect for the sniffing accountant, right? right. Mohair, right? Mohair. Yeah, yeah, I think it was one of the. It was I think it was one of those situations where you know, we're, like I said, we were putting together a show a week, you know, an episode a week. That means you know your main cast members plus any other guest stars you've never seen these people before in your life usually you know unless it's like Estelle or something or Newman but um you know you're seeing them for the first time and so you're dressing them like this guy you know that's next next to Kramer I've forgotten his name Barry something like we're dressing him in a suit I mean we're dressing sometimes if there's days and nights like you're putting together like several outfits her character um, and, and in addition to your main cast member. So my, my point is, I think Charming grabbed that sweater off the, you know, out of the kind of like the pile of clothes that we just had laying around in the wardrobe room and put it on him. Maybe, I mean, honestly, like it's such a recognizable piece that it's one of those things I'm really surprised that it got used again. I'm glad it did because it's perfect for him and, and he rocked it. That scene is hilarious. I remember everybody was like trying to, trying not to laugh out loud while we were filming it. But, um, you know, it's funny because it, like I said, it's so recognizable. It would be like, it would be like wearing a puffy shirt in another episode and nobody noticing it. You know, it's like, of course it's so recognizable. So it, that's, a, that's a complete mystery to me. It's, and this is just, you mentioned like, this is the bris, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And he wears multiple jackets in this episode. I guess that's just everyday life. You got like, did you yeah. think about that? Okay, so um, I'm I I would have to look at that episode, but you know, if they're days and you know, if they're different days and nights, they had we changed them for the different days and nights. And if they were going from like morning into evening, and we saw them later that night, they would be in the same thing. They should be, unless they're going to a party or going to, you know, if they're going somewhere where they needed to change. Um, but that's how it worked. I mean, we kept them in the same change if we could, if it was another day and night or another day, then they would be changed. But hopefully, I don't know if anybody's ever caught any mistakes we made because we, I'm sure, I know for a fact, like later on, like season eight or something, when we were getting like, you know, when, when things were kind of you know, season seven and eight and nine, you know, we had a lot more of a budget. You know, they gave us a bigger budget in the wardrobe office, to be honest. And we hired more people to help us out. 
and we had somebody, I dressed Jerry and Julia and um, Charmaine dressed Michael. And, and we had a gal named Elaine actually that dressed Jason. And for one episode, she put him in the wrong outfit. And we filmed the, we filmed the episode in front of a live audience. And we were, everybody was starting to go home. And I'm looking at the wardrobe, I'm looking at the continuity book, like the stuff we'd already established from filming. And I looked and I said, holy, you know, S-H-I-T. I said, oh no, we just put, we just had them in the wrong outfit. It's not gonna match. When they go to edit, it's not gonna match. And so I had to make a decision, like, am I gonna get like, you know, yelled at now or really, really yelled at later, right? So, I mean, that's the kind of thing where, you know, before, you know, before they go to edit it in a couple of weeks and every, and that set is already broken down and other actors like guests have, you know, are on other shows, you have to fix it right then and there. So I, I ran to our director and anyway, that's a longer story, but I ran to our director. I said, we have to reshoot that scene. And so we had to bring everybody back in. Like, oh. you know, they, they were just like going to dressing rooms and stuff like that about, you know, but it was one of those things where it could have been a really, really big mistake. So I don't know if there are any other uh, any other um, uh, instances that we accidentally put them in the wrong clothes. If anybody's ever, if any fans have ever caught that, but I'd like to know. <laughs> maybe I maybe I don't like to know, but it'd be kind of interesting. Oh yeah, here we go, Bizarro. Yes, yeah, the Bizarro. So yeah, having What's to dress. Yeah, having to dress like like the main people but you know in, in that bizarro world that's an interesting i mean it, it, you could definitely see the jerry all of them have the same aesthetic almost but they're yeah off exactly so that was you know, again another another example of how you know we would get a script you know on a i believe like on a thursday or something and we would start rehearsing it you know thursday afternoon friday and you know we would they would start filming so maybe some pre-shooting on a Monday, Tuesday, and we'd film it with an audience on a Wednesday. So we didn't have very much time to put these shows together, basically. And um, yeah, so we got that, the, the Bizarro Jerry episode. And luckily I had some comic book kind of, you know, um, background knowledge and knew, and Dave Mandel, you know, we talked about it mm. um, and knew what they were looking for. But yeah, we'd have to we went out we'd have to go out and get all the stuff for people, and it was a lot. If we had a you know a pretty good sized guest cast, it was a it was a lot of work. And if they had a big guest cast and then several days and nights that the you know that the episode went into you know several days and nights, you might have seriously like twenty easily twenty to thirty costume changes for everybody. It's a lot. So, all right. How about this one from our from our yes. our one of our favorites, Peter Melman. Yay! Yes, I'm glad that you uh, sh are showing me this. Okay, so we, I, I either I'm not sure which question you want me to answer. We got, I don't know. Just go. Yeah, <laughs> First of all, I got to say, okay, from so a, Laura, I love all the outfits in this, in, this, uh, in this one. And it was my job to put. So that's Melora Walters, who's phenomenal i love her so much um and we um had to put i don't know if you're familiar with any of this it's kind of a we you know one of these wardrobe tricks but they're like these little pasties these little like mm. 
they're, they're, they're nude color. They come in different shades of color. And they're what girls might wear um, under, um, like under a sheer top if they don't want to wear a bra. Mm. So it's, and it's like tape almost. And you, you put it over your, you know, over your nipples so that you don't see a different color. So we put it over Melora. She was so cool too. And she's, you know, she went with everything. So, I mean, you're still seeing her, her bare chest and everything, but you're not seeing everything, right? You're right. still seeing like the shape of everything. I mean, Jerry is and, 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 and Julia is and Michael is, they're seeing pretty much everything, but you're just not seeing you know, she has like a, a tape, like almost like a band-aid, but a large band-aid <laughs> over both of her breasts there. So, um, and so, she, and not only, okay, not, not only do they get to see it, but all the crew members, the camera guys, the grips, you know, the lighting, everybody's getting to see. So she arrives onto the set. Of course, we'd have a robe over her. We're not mm. making her wander around the set looking like that but she would walk into the set and we'd take her robe off, right? And then she would, you know, do that scene. But she wasn't, you know, she was just a pro and not nervous at all and not shy. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Classic and actually, queen. and I've watched that episode recently and you can, if you look, she turns for a second, there's a moment. Yeah, there's I mean, a moment. <laughs> we're, we're, we've noticed. We are aware. Uh, we are aware. Yeah. So, the outfits in this one, uh, they're very beach-like, Elaine's dress even. I mean, Jerry's casual shirt. It's, it's well, very, I love yeah. this this scene. Uh, yeah, and jo like George's tight shirt when he's sitting down, like, I mean, you nailed everything in this. Yeah. Did you, like, uh, we know you're like, we know you're working with Melman. We don't want to hear about that a little bit later, but were there favorite writers like that, like you just like clung to more because of things like this or okay, so, did it not matter? You know, I'm supposed to say no. <laughs> I'm supposed to say I love them all the same. I know that. And they're, listen, I love, there are episodes from each and every one that are my favorites. Let's put it that way. Like mm -hmm. there, I have favorite Max and Tom episodes. I have favorite Larry Charles episodes. I have favorite Alec, Alec and Jeff episodes and David and Spike episodes um, and Carol uh, episodes. But, you know, Peter Melman, I have a soft spot in my heart for Peter's episodes and for Larry David's episodes. And the reason as a, as a wardrobe person, they, they would tend to write smaller episodes about just like a smaller idea. So there were they would write episodes that might have just like the dinner party, for example, took yes. place took place in one short span of time. They didn't change once. So for a wardrobe person, that's a dream. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a dream. Is there in one change the whole time? And that's, that's the Gore-Tex jacket, which had to be, you know, I mean, just to touch on that first. I mean, that's the Gore-Tex jacket, which is iconic at this point. Like, yeah. was that uh was that jacket as is like did you was that how the jacket was made or did you obviously padded yeah. it up i'm assuming or like how did that work i think you said said that, you padded it up right yeah we we um we got that jacket off the rack from a discount ski joint here in la you know and um i brought back a few for jason to try on and that was the winner and we opened up the side seams of that jacket and we shoved batting. We, we just puffed it up more. Yeah, yeah. We puffed it, we puffed it up. Um, and then, you know, Jason did, a, you know, a lot of it, he was his, was acting too, right? Because 
you know, I, I've mentioned this, you know, I think even on my page, but you know, there, you, there's, you could go too far with something like that. Mm. You know, like we didn't want it to be, it was ridiculous enough. We didn't want it to be so ridiculous, you know, like that right. you know, we want it to be believable that jacket might've existed somewhere, you know? And, and, it, and, and honestly, in, in real life, you know, there is a limit to how much you can puff it up. It's like a, like a bike tire. Like you could really, you know, we could have puffed it so much it would explode really, or, or rip the, 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 the seams, the, the, the thread. So we puffed it up by opening up on the sides and just shoving mm. a lot, a lot, like 10 bags of fill in the sides, right? And then having it sew with a seams, we had our own seamstress and she would sew, she sewed the sides up very carefully. And, um, you know, the rest was just him, you know, his working with it. Right, yeah. yeah. So, like, this is an incredible George outfit, by you, the way. Right unbelievable. I, like, I just, one of the greatest look, George outfits of all time. I look, at these, I look at these pictures, I just laugh. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the other thing is the humor. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny just looking at it, what it's supposed to be, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, O'Hare. But, Sammy, like, when you, so you said you got the script, right? Whether it's George in this ridiculous sweatpants outfit or, um, or the puffy jacket, like, does Larry or Jerry, I know they're like heavily involved, obviously. Do they, like, do you have to run it by them? Like, like were you, were you scared to bring a jacket that puffy or even the puffy shirt or, or outfits like this? Do they have to green light everything or you kind of have? That's a great question. Um, you know, they, if it was something that, some, a wardrobe, you know, specific item like that, that they wrote, you know, if it was just an outfit like this one you're showing me for for George, they, you know that may not have gotten. You know they didn't have the. You know they were like I said we were writing. They were we were doing a show a week. I mean Larry and Jerry didn't have a lot of time to be like micromanaging the wardrobe department for for everybody's individual outfits. They didn't do that at all. But for something like a puffy shirt or puffy jacket, or for you know some another item that's scripted like that, for sure you know, they would, that would be a conversation or maybe even a meeting. Like they'd come into the wardrobe office and we'd mm. chat about it and they'd tell us what they were looking for. Like know? this outfit is so funny. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah. Blue Nikes, I love the blue Nikes. You have to be, like Sammy, you have to be funny. Like you have to know this, like. Well, but right? also it's, you know. And to find Kramer's you know, basketball outfit. Pretty much anything in George's row of clothes was funny <laughs> he was wearing it you know and because this is just you know these sometimes just putting together stuff like out of his closet was just kind of was was fun because that was something that we'd already I, I promise you that shirt that I'm looking at right now that you're showing me was a shirt that we'd already established in a previous episode and that he probably wore those sweatpants in a previous episode and we're just putting them together so this right. is like you know just like you and your friends you know, that not you guys, but you probably have friends that dress like this possibly, or your, you know, relatives or something. And they just put stuff together. They don't even think about what they're wearing. And so you see it together like this and it looks ridiculous, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Tony, Tony's big on this, yeah, on the, the shift. The, the shift on Elaine here. So you, you kind of overlapped the, the, the Elaine shift, which also kind of coincided with Tom Sharon's and, and Andy Ackerman, you know, switch as well after season five, you were there for, for both. You know, this is what we, we like to refer to as cutesy Elaine. Ohio likes to use that term with the dresses and the poof. And then it switched to more of cool Elaine with a leather jacket and a little more hip, if you will. 
Uh, was that a, a conscious, was it, was it Elaine changed characters so and now you have to change your wardrobe or was it uh, like the other way around, chicken before the egg? I was trying to get an idea. Was Julie involved in this? Was it a well, tone of the show overall coming down from the top or was it just kind of organic? I, I don't know, just kind of touch on a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, so when I came on, obviously she looked like the, you know, she was very like cutesy Elaine. And, you know, all four of them, like I said, had been established their style. And Jerry was really dressing like Jerry, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though he did have Jerry clothing that he changed into, he had, we had Jerry wardrobe, you know, that he would change into and, you know, and, and George was George. So I, that, the fun part for me, I think for uh, working on the show was to really, really um, work with Julia and as um, her character was getting all, you know, was changing jobs, mm -hmm. you know, working for Mr. Pitt, working for Jay Peterman, gave me an opportunity to change her up organically. I mean, that just worked with what was happening with her character. With her character. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And so I just thought, you know, it, it wasn't like a conscious decision on, on my part or Charmaine's part. It wasn't like, let's change her look because Jerry was very, very, you know, he was very clear about making sure none of them changed. Like he didn't want their style to change. He wanted episodes from the early days to be he, to be aired back to back with episodes, you know, yeah. you know, uh, the, from the last episode, the last season. So he was really clear. He didn't want their characters to look trendy or dated. He was very clear about that. So you know, there was a fine line with with Julie, like how how much we could you know go and change her, and also they were becoming more and more famous. By the time when right. I got there in season five, they were being exposed to more you know um, expensive. I don't. I mean, not not that they weren't wearing expensive clothes before, but just personally, their styles right. yeah. were changing. You know, their styles were changing, and they were being exposed to more and. Um, you know, Jer Julia has a great style on her own. And I just thought, you know, I thought she looked, I liked this new kind of look for her, a little mo more monochromatic, a little sleek, more sleek, a little bit mm -hmm. more sophisticated, but still it's not like we just did a complete, you know, update on her wardrobe. Like we still kept, you know, we still kept feminine pieces, floral pieces, you know, it's not like Elaine totally changed her style, but we, you know, just, it was an evolution for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't as, it wasn't as drastic as we thought, but. Yeah, it's uh, right. so yeah, that this, shift, this is amazing. This is amazing. I mean, like we talk about the four, the four main characters, but this had to be a hoot, right? I mean, Dressing these guys. Wouldn't you just watch the show? Wouldn't you just want to watch the show? Of this should be the show right here. This should have been the show. I mean, I loved these guys. I loved working with these four so much and they were so dear. And so it was like having your family, it's like having a family reunion every time they were written. Like we would actually cheer. Like when we would read it, when we get a new script and they were in it, it was like, yay, we get to see them again. Because they didn't live, you know, I mean, Jerry Stiller had to fly in from New York. I think Barney Martin might have too. I think, I'm not sure if Liz lived out here or not, but it still lived out here. Um, anyway, so we love seeing them. And yes, that was always a lot of fun. And so these characters, um, we had a closet for them as well. So we had clothes that we had established on them. Like you might see Estelle or Frank or, you know, um, 
Jerry's parents in some of the same clothes now and again. But, you know, because we had, we did have some things for them that we established, but we, we shopped for them as well and brought things in. Um, yeah, I mean, their stuff was a lot of fun and you could just, you know, I mean, look at Jerry Stiller and Advisor. I mean, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> that's about as good, that's about as good as it gets. And okay, and so Jerry Stiller, for example, that was the, my first, that was my first character that I established because the four main cast members had already been established. I came on in season five and Jerry Stiller started in season five. And so I was sent out to pull his stuff together. I just, it was like, hey, go get stuff for Jerry Stiller for his fitting. And I went out and had to, you know, pull a rack of clothing together for him to wear. And um, so that was really terrifying. And, um, you know, it was, I was really, really, worried about it actually you know and I'd never met him before and he was going to be flying in the next day and I think you know I mentioned this you know before on an, on um on my page but I want being the new kid you know being the new kid I wanted to nail it because you know I wanted to prove myself and also you you want to make sure that you know you don't want to make a mistake with an actor and you don't want them to think that you don't understand who their character is. So you don't want to bring in a rack of clothes and they try it all on and it doesn't fit or it's not quite the right style for them or they don't get it. Like you want them to put it on and feel like the character. And Jerry loved everything I brought in and we got along great right away. And I awesome. love this man and it was, and, and, and then, you know, and then we added more things as he worked more, but, you know, I had maybe we put together like three or four, you know, little outfits for him, costume changes for him, uh, the first, our first fitting and everything, you know, pretty much everything worked and he, and he loved it. Did and, you, Steph, did you like, all right, you did all the costume, but were you there like every day, like interacting with them and, and like watching the actual performances so you know, so we would all get a script and we'd have a table read and the and the wardrobe people would be there for the table read because it was really important for us to hear especially with guest actors how they were reading the character because that that kind of that gave you a little bit of information about what they should be wearing you know and that was also for Charmaine and me that would be the first time that we would meet these people in, in person. So we would get a script and this, our scripts would have um, the guest actors phone numbers and their agents numbers and stuff like that. So we would call them and say, hey, when you come to the table read, would you bring a couple of things that maybe, maybe bring a few things from home? Because sometimes, you know, so if, you know, sometimes we would want to throw in, you know, something of their own for various reasons, maybe, um, you know, maybe they wore something to the casting that Larry and Jerry liked. So just bring a few things of your own that you think might work, you know? I mean, for, for, for Jackie Childs, <laughs> we outfitted him from top to bottom. I mean, no doubt about it. That was a blast because, you know, we all knew who this guy was because we were all glued to our TV watching OJ. I mean, we all watched it every day and talked about it on the set during that whole year. And so, you know, we were so, I mean, just like everybody that was around during those days, like we were obsessed with, all, with 
with what was going on with what we're seeing. And that was such an LA for me growing up in LA. I lived down the street from like where Nicole Brown had been murdered. And it was like, you know, we were just, the whole thing was just so surreal. And so anyway, um, we were so familiar with these, with, you know, with Robert Kardashian and with, with, you right. know, with, with Johnny Cochran and everybody. And so, you know, of course we didn't, we didn't copy what Johnny Cochran, you know, was wearing exactly, but we did, you know, borrow kind of his, you know, some kind of style from him for sure. I mean, those ties. The ties are incredible. Yeah, yeah for sure. Money. I mean, yeah. And Phil, I mean, by the way, Phil Morris, just, can we just talk about Phil Morris for one yeah. second? He just like, just, you know. Nailed it. Just nailed it, right? Just hit it out, way out of the park. I mean, everybody was just, just on the set whenever he was back. We were all just in tears, like laughing. or just amazing. Yeah, I would say the the secondary characters from when you joined, whether it's the Costanzas or Jackie Childs, and even Newman, like I think, really, really elevated the uh, elevated the show in the later years for sure. So, speaking of that, what about our friend Newman? Uh, If he wasn't wearing the mailman outfit, yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was a lot of fun to dress too, and what a great. I mean, I loved Wayne Knight. You know, he's such a sweetheart. Um, but I didn't have any experience really shopping in big, in the big man stores. So that's like, that was new for me. You know, I'd kind of come from like high fashion, like the, the commercials I'd done before I met Jerry were all like Mercedes Benz and these kind of, you know, really expect huge budgets and we're dressing all these models. And so I didn't really have experience, you know, shopping in where real people shop, you know, that much, you know, I shopped in like these fancy places. And so it was really, um, really great for me to um, you know, get to know uh, some of these big and tall men's stores, which cater to these guys and have sizes that you, you know, like you've never heard of like size shoes that are, you know, because we live in LA, you need sh- stores like this because we've got so many ball players too that are mm-hmm. big guys, right? So it was fun yeah, also, I would sometimes bump into Shaq or bump into some of the Lakers or bump into some, you know, ball players. And so that was a lot of fun too. So I love shopping for Newman. Well, it's funny you mentioned like LA and obviously this, the show is set in New York, right? Like did Jerry and Larry have like, did they talk to you about that? Like there's a certain New York look they want, or again, I think they just kind of gave you a carte blanche. Yeah. I mean, like again, by the time I started the show, we it already had kind of a look, you know, yeah. it already had kind of a, a vibe. And um, Charmaine was from New York, so she knew. And you know, we always—that was one thing. I mean, I would I would go to New York and buy coats because you can't really get good coats, you know, New York coats out here. You know, like people just don't wear them, I and mean, they sit on the racks out here in LA stores because we just don't have that kind of weather. And so I would really have to go back east to get the right kinds of outerwear for our cast. But um, yeah, <laughs> from a classic. This, this is this is the last one we're showing, but one of my just this one of my favorites. Unbelievable I, George I, here too. I love, I love all these. I love all these pictures you're showing me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah. So that jacket, that coat of Kramer's, that's like a signature piece, right? Yeah. <laughs> that coat. This is sad because that coat was a rental. So when I started the show, that was like, a, you know, 
we would start the season every year by going to the rental houses and picking up, you know, rent things that we had rented for them. Obviously, Jerry wouldn't have any rentals and Jason, no, but Julia, we had a couple um, vintage pieces, like a leather, brown leather jacket that everybody loves. And then Michael, we had shirts and coats that were vintage that we had rented from rental houses in Hollywood. So this is not even a, sh a jacket that we got to keep at the end of Seinfeld. This is a jacket that went back into s stock at some uh. rental place. <laughs> I know it should be in a museum. It really should. Um, you you had touched on it a couple of times. And speaking of pictures, you know, you had mentioned your page, your Instagram account, the um, you know, at Seinfeld backstage. Is everyone should be following that, whether you're a Seinfeld fan or not, but especially if you're a Seinfeld fan, it's incredible. Um, are, were you taking those pictures as a someone who just wanted the memories, or were you taking them for? for your, for work? Like you needed them to do certain things with, you know, seeing how people looked in the outfits is a combination of both. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know. Are you, are you planning on putting together as a book maybe or something? I think maybe, I don't know. It's just really cool that you have all those pictures. Like just curious how it started and, and that sort of thing. So the wardrobe girls or, 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 guy, or guys, sometimes, you know, wardrobe could be men and, it's, it's often men and women, but in our case, we just had women working in our department, but, um, our job was to take pictures for continuity. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, to make sure, right? So if we're shooting on New York Street, and then the next day we're shooting uh, in in on the on the set inside, and it's the same, you know, because we shoot out of order, right? Mm -hmm. Taking the, the different scenes sometimes, and we do exteriors or we do any pre-shooting, it's out of order. So we take pictures just so we can match, and um, really because it was the '90s, the wardrobe people, the wardrobe gals were the only people on the set with cameras. And I was just, you know, just so aware of the fact that, you know, gosh, if we were filming Seinfeld now, we would, you know, everybody has a camera like in their hand, right? Everybody has an, right. an iPhone or whatever, a phone, and we'd, we'd be taking pictures all the time. And because we were the only people really taking pictures, these continuity pictures, these are the only little, these little snapshots are like these little treasures right so the pictures i have are the one-offs or the mistakes or the bloopers or the maybe the 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 duplicates mm. of the main picture so the main pictures for continuity went to castle rock at the Got end it. of each episode the end of each episode and in case that just in case we'd have to reshoot a scene we would have that bible we called it to refer to for the costumes so these photos that I'm posting on my Instagram are were my own that were in my desk at the end of season nine. Wow. And, and, or some snapshots, you know, then you might see like there's, you know, sometimes we take a Polaroid just for fun, you know, like little selfies and stuff before, you know, before selfies, but um, we take, take, take some pictures just for fun. But what I say is what Castle Rock doesn't have is the backstory to everything. And that's why I think you're, Right. Your uh, handle is just amazing, and it kind of it stands out from just pictures, right? Because you're telling stories, yeah, and you write the stories exactly. No one else has. So, yeah, so the wardrobe girls, we have all the we, you know we see everybody in their underwear. We have all the good. We have all the. <laughs> <laughs> we see everybody in their socks. Save <laughs> that for the book, you know. So we're uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're New Yorkers here, so we're always curious about the Yankee stuff, like. Was um, 
how did that work just like contractually to major league baseball get involved was logos allowed were the uniforms really cotton <laughs> okay well okay so um when they wrote that you know when they started when, when that storyline began with george working for the yankees that would be a you know a production issue like a question for the for the production office like we had like Susie Greenberg was one of our producers I would imagine she would probably be the one that would be you know making all those decisions and negotiating or talking with the Yankees and you know um, any kinds of legal things they would have hammered that out upstairs you know way before Charmaine and I um, you know got access to any uniforms or anything they would have to clear all of that so, um, you know, by the time, you know, uh, they wrote that script and everything, they'd already, uh, you know, had made some kind of deal with the Yankees to, um, uh, to use their uniforms. And so they sent us stuff. They actually sent us real stuff. Um, we also, we, I believe we had some stuff made, but I mean, you know, that stuff existed, like Yankee gear and Yankee t-shirts and Yankee hats and all that kind of, you know, logo stuff. They just gave it to us because, you know, now we're writing, we have George Steinbrenner coming right. to visit. You know? we had, I got to dress, you know, Derek Jeter. I mean, that was super <laughs> fun. And find out like what hotel he was staying in. I'm like, I'm oh, chatting with him backstage. That was super fun too. Um, but, you know, we got to meet the players and we got to um, you know, work with the actual stuff. They sent us that stuff. So, so to touch on that, the, the Jeter stuff, maybe not specifically Jeter, but, you know, you've mentioned you were backstage, you got to see everything, um, you know, without saying anything you can't say, any, any funny anecdote or anything like that that comes to mind that you could share with us, whether it's okay, with I'm one of them. I know, I understand. Just something funny or, you know, an off, yeah, yeah, offhand. You can imagine, I mean, when you're in a dressing room with, you know, an actor, you know, there is a level of Ron trust, said, right? Yeah. Because, you know, and also you're in their private space. Like if you're going into their dressing room, if they're on the phone or if they have a friend there with them or they're half dressed or whatever, it's like, you know, obviously, you know, it's not like even hair and makeup that that's very, a very kind of intimate kind of job to have as well but dressing someone you're touching them as well like you're helping them with their buttons you're helping them like with their belt um you're measuring their inseam i mean that's about as you know that's about as uh close as you can get you know sure sure so, okay, so um any kind of backstage i just meant like on uh, on set sort of stuff that happened that was funny bloopers yeah, well, and I, things I, like I, that I do want to say, you know some some actors don't like to be touched and so that I would find out very quickly, you know, like you, when you were doing a fitting, like you'd find out like the actors, cause they just send us actors and they used a lot of New York actors. Um, you know, they'd fly them out. They would have somebody in mind. They'd write stuff with certain people in mind. And so they'd fly these, some of these comedians and stuff. And they're not, you know, they're not used to having somebody like right in their face like that. They don't want people, you know, it's, 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 it feels like a, like an invasion, you know? Sure. And so um, sometimes you'd be surprised, you know, you go to, you know, move, go to touch somebody's shirt collar and they would I, be like, oh, hey, you know. I could see, I could see Fred Stoller doing that. That's my guess. But, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Fred. <he's> <laughs> um, so 
Stephanie, what? So what? Uh, we don't want to keep it too much longer. But uh, what else are you up to these days? I know you're. I know you're working. You're doing something with Peter Melman, correct? Can you share a little bit about that? I do a lot of things with Peter Melman. Oh, He's one of our favorites. Um, I just we had dinner. We just had dinner the other night. Um, I he, he picks up. He picks up the. He picks up the tab. I hope, right? He does. Yeah. So I always pick ex <laughs> the most expensive places. And yeah, I, sure. and I always and I always make sure I don't eat anything all day. So I arrive <laughs> extremely hungry, so hungry. And then I order a second meal to go to take home with me. No. <laughs> um, okay, so what am I? I am home. I actually have three three uh, boys here, and I'm a single mother, so I'm at home with three teenagers okay. that yeah, eat nonstop. So my 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 job at the moment is just feeding hungry boys <laughs> and dressing them you know and they well they dress themselves but um that's so i'm home right now but I, I have a couple creative projects and we can we'll talk about that um you know you'll you'll be hearing about those too but um yeah i have a project with peter i have a project with peter and, and some other creative projects but as soon as this quarantine uh is over and i can send these these kids back to school i can pick up you know we can I can pick up on my projects and and you'll hear about them. Very cool. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have time for one more, but um, I was just curious. You said you didn't really have a background in art or or costume design or anything like that. But when you watch these episodes, um, you, the the way you the dressing of each character in the in the shades and the tones and the colors, it, it looks to me like it's purposeful and it looks great aesthetically. Like there's always someone's wearing a dark green, someone else is wearing like a purple, then there's another dark green in the background. And then a, like, that has to be a conscious decision, right? On your part to make everything look as pleasing to the eye as it does as to not distract the viewer maybe or something like that. I was just curious, I always notice it whenever I'm watching the show, how well they're set up. Yeah. Well, I, think that, I mean, I, I think that most shows and films and so forth, you know, you look at the sets, like we would, we would make sure, of course we knew what Jerry's apartment and Monk's, those were our permanent sets. But if they're bringing in other sets, we want to look, we would actually walk out there like Charmaine and I would go out there while they're building them or painting them or whatever to see what the colors were. And so, um, and we put, when we put our racks of clothes together, we would actually like, we would make sure that, you know, and it, it would happen sometimes that Jerry and George were both in green or, you know, or Elaine and, you know, you know, sometimes they would both be in the same color, which would, you know, would make us crazy. But um, we tried not to do that. So we tried to keep the colors separate. We tried to keep them each kind of in their own world. Like we tried to keep Jace, you know, George with pattern with the you know plaids. Mm. We tried to yeah. keep, you know, Michael had his own thing with the, with the Kramer shirts. But we tried to kind of keep everybody in their own lane as much as we could. I hope that answers your question. It I mean, does. As, far as, I, I, yeah. as far as the colors, I mean, we didn't have time to get into a whole psychological, like, you know, really <laughs> like, you know, but, but we did, you know, and Jerry for sure looks good and looks better. I should say he looks good in a, like most things, but he looked better in certain colors. I thought like jewel tones and darker tones. And I think, you know, nobody really mentions this either or nobody's asked me this, but people mentioned how Julia kind of evolved I think Jerry style evolved as well. And if you look at the episodes more closely, I think you'll see that because- It's sophisticated uh, more, a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of got him untucked. I think you can, I think I'll go down in history as the, the girl that untucked 
him, you know, it's, you know, if that sounds right, but you know, he, he doesn't look as tucked in, like his shirts aren't as tucked in. He looked more relaxed. And I think I, I started layering him more because I thought it was more, uh, it was, it was, um, it looked better on him. I thought it was more, you know, uh, attractive. So it's funny, you mentioned the tuck, non-tuck. Yeah. That reference happens a lot in the show, but it, Jerry, when he goes under the gas with Brian Cranston, yeah, uh, Lane asks him, you know, where you talk to, he goes, I don't know. Sometimes I tuck, sometimes I don't. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made me think that. Yeah. Uh, like just how Jerry liked to dress personally too. Like when that, with that, so things, like I said, like things kind of evolved, you know, just organically as well. And especially for someone like Jerry that, um, that was playing himself, you know, like, you know, he really, you know, if he evolved personally, like his character would evolve also, like style wise, you know. So it sounds like, I mean, it, your relationship with Jerry, it seems really tight. Um, have you talked a lot, like, have you had the opportunity to maybe work on Curb with Larry or? Um, no, I, ha I haven't because I, you know, I was doing, I. Why not? You have. You're yeah. busy. Well, but and, and honestly, my um, I had my first. I was pregnant season nine. I was pregnant season nine, and my due date was our last show night. That was our my actual due date was like whatever that was, like April tenth or something like that. Um, and so I think that's when we filmed our last ep the the finale show was April tenth, and that was my due date. And so I tried wow. to make it for that, you know. And so so nobody hired me. I mean, I think Max and Tom asked me to work on a pilot you know, a couple of times. And I just, I was just way too busy with like a toddler and that just wasn't something that I was, and, and also I knew what it took. I mean, doing costuming, like you're there early to set up rooms, to set up the, the, the wardrobe and then you're there late at night. And so I just didn't see how that those, that could work for me. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of our crew went on to work on Curb, you know, the writers anyway. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our crew went on to work on like old Christine and they went on to work on Michael's show and they, you know they did other things they really tried to keep the, our little family our little Seinfeld family together which was really nice yeah well I gotta say like I think the puffy shirt all that stuff gets a ton of credit but I just love the simplicity that you brought to the show and like kind of the the pictures we went through just like you know what can I tell you like we still laugh to this day so just Thank yeah, you. Thank you for having me. It's really a lot of fun. This was awesome. Yes, so much. We really, we really appreciate it. Tell, uh, tell Peter we said hi. I will definitely. <laughs> All right. Bye, you guys. Thanks again. Thank, Thank you, Steph. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. Bye, you too.